Let, 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 let's give it to him. He's done a great job. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You raised me up far more than I can be. Hallelujah. Powerful, powerful, powerful music. In fact, Odai, see me after service. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? Amen. Ah, Jesus. Hallelujah. He raised me up far more than I can be. Lift up your Bible if you have one this morning. What a great year, 2019. What a wonderful year. With great testimonies and miracles. Lift up and say, Heavenly Father, say it like you believe it and say it like you mean it. Say, say Heavenly Father, what I hold in my hands is the word of God. I am what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I am blessed because I obey God's word. Say today I will be a doer of the word and I will be blessed in all my ways. Say amen. Do you believe that Father bless your word today as we share it? Grant us divine understanding in the knowledge of your will. Grant us deeper revelation from what we will share today. Help us to be doers of your word and not just hearers. Now, Master, influence my mind with the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. Let every word that to proceed out of my mouth and let every meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, my rock and my redeemer. We give you praise, thanks, and worship in advance for whatever you will do today. We say receive the praise in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Today is our second Sunday in the year 2019. And we thank God for what he is doing in our lives. Our first service was so exciting this morning. I was surprised teaching through the first service. I saw this gentleman dressed uh, like a Muslim sitting at the back and I was teaching. So I became curious after service. I went around and shook his hands and I said, how are you? Where are you coming from? He said, I'm coming from Medina, somewhere there. And I said, what happened? He said, I had a problem. I went all around. I could not find solution. And I came to this place and during one of the meetings, Pastor Paul prayed for me and I received my miracle. So although I am a Muslim, every Sunday I will come to church and I'll come to the first service. Oh, amen. He said, every Sunday I will come to church and I will come to the first service. So I said, what's the name, Usmanu? What's his name? Omar. I said, Omar, God bless you for coming every Sunday. Come and let's share fellowship together. Amen. And I said, you, what are you going to do for God? He said, don't worry, I'll think about something to do for God. Amen. In fact, I'll make Omar an usher. Doing first service and he work his way and stand there. Hallelujah. You'll be alert. 
But God is doing great and mighty things in our life. And God is doing great and mighty things through this ministry. The, the only thing is that we don't make noise about what God is doing. So a lot of people don't know what God is doing in here. And this year we will make noise. We will shout it up in the high places. Let everybody know what the Lord is doing. If you study the ministry of Jesus, he will perform a miracle and he will say, don't tell anybody. Have you realized that? And then one day he will perform another miracle and say, go and tell the high priest. Because he knows that when the message gets to the high priest, everybody will know about what he has done. So there are certain things you keep quiet and there are certain things you let the world know about what the Lord is doing. Not because we want to, to take the glory, but because we want people to know that the God that we serve is a prayer-answering God. And if you put your trust in that God, he's able to take care of you. Oh, amen. Well, don't, don't keep quiet on me. I said, amen. Hallelujah. We started this wonderful topic. Our theme for the year is the, our year of the supernatural. And one thing I realized is that anytime we pick our team, and we do it always in November, when we say our year of the supernatural, when you go to the, everybody say supernatural, other supernatural encounter, supernatural somersaulting, supernatural overtaking, supernatural flying over, it is okay. It is supernatural. However you look at it, that is fine by mean, but it is our year of the supernatural. And we said that when we speak of the supernatural, we are talking of an act of God that defiles every natural law, an act of God that makes nonsense of every scientific findings and every scientific conclusion. Hallelujah. So the supernatural is an act of God that God, that act defiles every natural law. It's an act of God that makes nonsense of every scientific conclusion. We call that supernatural. Amen. We call that the supernatural. And our key scripture has been the book of 2 Kings chapter 3, verse number 17 and 18. And I promise you last week that we are going to look at one particular subject today. And I'm going to go into that. I've been studying about it, reading about it, researching about it. And I'm going to go into that. Second Kings chapter 3, verse number 17 and, and 18. For thus says the Lord, ye shall not see the wind, nor shall ye see the rain, yet the valleys shall be filled with water, so that you, number one, your cattle, number two, and your animals may drink. You will drink, your cattle will drink, your animals will drink. You will drink, your cattle will drink, and your animals will drink. Hallelujah. And this is a simple matter in the sight of God. Comma, uh, semicolon. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hands. Hallelujah. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hands. He said, you will not see the wind, you will not see the rain, yet your valleys 
shall be filled with water. Next week, I will give you the background story to this scripture. Then you will appreciate it better. You will not see the wind. You will not see the rain. But yet your valleys shall be filled with water. And when your valleys are filled with water, you will drink it. Your cattle will drink it. And your animals will also drink it. Hallelujah. And he said, this is but a simple matter in the hands of the Lord. This is but a simple matter in the hands of God. Give me another NIV. Give me NIV. I want to show you something. This is but a simple matter in the sight of God. You will not see rain. You will not see the wind. Yet your valleys shall be filled with water. And he said, this is but a simple matter. In this, one. this is an easy thing. In the eyes of the Lord, he will also hand Moa over to you. He will also hand Moa over to you. Last week we spoke a bit about uh, you not seeing the wind and you not seeing the rain, yet your valley is being filled with water. I said that you will drink it. It will bring satisfaction and blessing to you, what God will do. And not only you, it will also affect your business. Because those people who are into an agrarian, based on agrarian economy, they are more into agricultural activities, planting crops and things like that. And they were also into animal husbandry. So you measure the wealth of those people, if you study carefully, by how much cattle the person has, by how much sheep he's got, by how much oxen he's got, and so forth and so on. How much gold does he have? How much diamond does he have? That is the way they measure the wealth and the riches of those people. So God is saying, I am not only, to, I am not only going to bless you as a person and meet every personal need in your life, I will also take care of your business. What I will do in your life will also affect your business and anything and everything that you do. That is the word of the Lord for you this year. That God will not only take care of you, he will take care of anything and everything that you do. God will not only take care of you, he will take care of your family. He will take care of your children. He will take care of anything that concerns you. God will take care of your business. God will take care of anything you lay your hands upon to do. He will take care of your physical body. That sickness will not have dominion over your physical body. He will take care of your emotions. That anything that will break your heart and bring you sadness will be taken far away from you. He will take care of your spirit so you will grow in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Amen. God will take care of you. Say to somebody, God will take care of you. I said, God will take care of you. And he will do it in the supernatural way. Hallelujah. He will do it in the supernatural way. Somebody was telling me, but Bishop, you know something, the economy is getting tired. And I said, you don't understand it. Anytime the world system gets so tight, 
it is a set up by God to give his children advantage. Amen. It is not always evil. It is a set up by God to give his children an advantage. If you don't believe me, go and ask Pharaoh and Joseph in Egypt. When the economy in the world in those days turned around and there was a lot of poverty, God went ahead to tell them what he, the Lord, was going to do. That is how it became an economic might in those days. Things in the then known world was going so bad, but God went ahead of them to tell them how they can position themselves. May God speak to your heart this year. And may God visit you this year. And may God give you some revelation this year. May God give you some insight this year. Where to put your money. Where to make the investment. Where to redraw your investment. Where to place it. So whilst people are crying because things are not going on well with them, God will give you that advantage because you serve a living God who knows tomorrow from today. You serve a living God. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. You don't get it. I said, may that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. One of my sons came down from the U.S. and said, Papa, I have some money. I said, God bless you. He said, Papa, I'm going to do some investment somewhere. What do you think? Deep down within me, I felt fine. I said, why do you want to do a thing like that? He said, I'm going to. I said, hold on. Let us pray over it. Let, let us pray. And I just told him, please, hold on to that investment. Don't put the money there. He said, where should I put it? I told him, follow me. I will show you a place at Oshu. Go and put it. I said, but Papa, the returns I'm getting is not as good as this place. I said, if you've asked me of my opinion, then listen to me. And shut up and follow what I'm telling you. Go and put the money there. Two months later, he said, God bless you. He missed it by the skin of the teeth. His money is still lying down there. I'm waiting for him quietly because I know when he invested and when the investment will mature. The minute the investment matures, I say, I am taking my consultancy fee. I mean, and this is consultancy. This is spiritual revelatory consultancy. Uh, is that not correct? I, I, I said, no, no, I, I, you got to pay me some money because you have lost heavily. He said, Papa, and I always say, I say, you fool. I told you, you were playing the game. You should have run into a big trouble. It was going to put $150,000 somewhere. I said, no, don't do it, man. We changed the tune into cities, and I know he was serving about 23% on that investment uh, over one year. I am doing the passport, we do the calculation. We will not take two months, we will take the 3% out of the 23. Is that not fair? One touch. Ha hallelujah. What I'm saying is that God will bring you to a place that when it, if your spiritual antennas are sharp and you can buy into the mind of God, God will deliver you from certain crooked 
schemings and strategies of the enemy because the God who knows tomorrow from today will lead you on paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And when we talk about God leading you on paths of righteousness from his, for his name's sake, it does not only mean that God will lead you from sin, but God will lead you to take the right decision and make the right choices. So you don't run into trouble. Lift up your hand if you can and say amen. Lift up your hand if you can again and say amen. amen. Say this year. This year. Shout it out. Say this year. This year. God, God will give me unusual advantage over my enemies. And anything that fights against me, may that be your portion. In the name of Jesus, before they plan, you are ahead of them. Before they divide the strategy, God has gone ahead of you. I read it in the Bible that God will disappoint the devices of the crafty and their hands will not perform their enterprise. He will disappoint it. They can devise their strategies, but God will disappoint it. And anything they conceive against you, the Bible says that for God will give them miscarriaging wounds. When they conceive evil, it shall be aborted. You didn't hear me. I said, when they conceive evil against you, that evil agenda will be aborted. Hallelujah. And God will make the breast of those people dry up, dry breast. The breast is so dry, it cannot feed that evil agenda that they are plotting against you. It shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. I call it a prophecy. I say it shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. I see a lot of spiritual miscarriages in the realms of the spirit. Evil agendas being miscarried and being aborted by the superior power of God. You don't know what the enemy is conceiving, but I make a declaration in the name of Jesus. If you sit under this anointing and you are part of this assignment, before the devil conceives that evil agenda, may it be aborted in the name of Jesus, the son of the living God. It shall be aborted. I say it shall be aborted. I didn't hear you. I said it shall be aborted. I said it shall be aborted. Amen and amen. So you will not see the wind. Go back to verse number 17. I'm here for a few minutes. For this is what the Lord says, you will, you will see neither wind nor rain. Yet this valley will be filled with water, and you and your cattle and your other animals will drink. And your other animals will drink. And this is but an easy thing in the sight of the Lord. Is that right? Then, 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 then look at verse number 18. This is... An easy thing in the sight of the Lord. Semicolon. He will also 
hand Moab over to you. Who is Moab or who are the Moabites? If you study a bit about the Moabite or Moab, Moab is the son of Lot. Moab is the son of Lot. But Moab was born under very strange circumstances. The daughters of Moab, the daughters of Lot realized that they were growing old and there's a need for them to have children and no man was coming their way. So they decided that they were going to do something very evil. And what they planned to do was that they would let their father be drunk. And when their father get drunk, they would go and sleep with their father so that they would conceive and give birth for their father. You can see that in the book, I think Genesis chapter 19, thereabout. An evil thing, we call it incest, it's a sin. But the daughters of Moab did that. And this is just after the deliverance that they have received from, from Sodom and Gomorrah. After such a massive deliverance because of the evil deeds in Sodom and Gomorrah where Lot resided with his children, somebody would have expected that they would have learned some great lessons to do something that is right. But they said that, well, we are old. Nobody is marrying us. We need some babies. Uh, our father is very potent. He must be an old man. Our father is very potent. Hallelujah. An old man, but the man was still on fire. And may God grant you grace. In the name of Jesus, old man, but the man was still on fire. And they said, what we can do is to get our father to get drunk. And then we will go and sleep with our father. And, he, and we will conceive and, 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 and bear a seed for our father. So the eldest daughter of Lot did that. And what came out of the issue, we call the name of that guy Moab. So the Moabites are descendants of that issue. An incest, something that was done out of an evil realm. A whole tribe and a whole generation was born out of it. They were called the Moabites. Then we have the Amorites. That also happened. They also came from Lot. The younger daughter of Lot also did what her elder sister did by, by, by going to sleep with Lot when he was drunk. Another baby was produced. I was asking myself early this morning around, around 3 a.m. meditating on this scripture that I don't know whether Lot liked what happened. Because if it happened the first time, and your daughter became pregnant, and you know that you are the man that conceived your daughter, and she is pregnant, at least, number one, you must learn to stop what you did that caused you that problem. But that fool opened himself up for him to be drunk the second time, and he ended up conceiving the second daughter. Either he was, he, he was so drunk that he couldn't hold his head, he was an old man, and his brains are frozen, or he was a, a criminal participant of the act. Whichever way you put it, two tribes came out of that diabolical act. We have the Ammonites and we have the Moabites. Ammonites and the Moabites. They became a very, very dubious tribe. 
although they had relationship with Abraham, the father of the nation of Israel, because Lot was the nephew of Abraham. So if these are the sons of Matthew, then they have a direct relationship with Abraham, the founder of the, of the Jewish nation or the founder of the covenant people of God, the Israelites. But when you study Bible, because of the way they came on the scene, they developed a certain hatred for the nation Israel. Anytime you read about the Moabites, they are either at war with Israel, they've come out of war with Israel, or they are preparing to enter into war with Israel. They are always there to fight the covenant people of God. People have given several reasons for which they believe that this particular tribe developed this attitude. Number one, some of them believe that because of the animosity that existed between Abraham and Lot, that negative thing was communicated down to them, so they decided to follow fighting Abraham and anything that concerns him. Because don't forget that there was a fight between the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of Abraham. And Abraham had to settle the matter by saying, look, Lot, whichever direction you want, take it. So they came in to continue with that animosity, always fighting against anything that has the name of Abraham on it. Number two, because of that, although they were related to Abraham, and by extension, they should be part of the covenant family of God, they decided that they were not going to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They decided to worship a different God. Amen. Chumash, or Chumash, however you pronounce it. I was trying to look at the Hebrew pronunciation, but Chumash or Chumash, whatever you call it. They decided to worship that God. And that God is a very diabolical God. Because the meaning of the name of that God is number one, a destroyer, a subduer, or the fish God, or the God that creates deception and deceives people through trickery. That's the name of that God. So the whole of the nation of the Moabite, they took on that attitude. They are always in to destroy they are always in to subdue. They are always in to use trickery to get something that does not belong to them. These are the Moabites. And another word for the Moabite is a state or a nation or a group of people that live across the mountain some few kilometers short of the promised land. So another word for them are a people who are short of the promised land, a people who are close to the promised land, but they are not able to enter into the promised land, and anybody who makes up his mind that he wants to enter into the promised land, they will fight against you and stop you and resist you and make sure that you do not enter into the promised land. They will not enter into the blessings, but they will make sure that you do not enter into the blessings. Is somebody with me today? They will not enter into the blessing, but they will make sure you don't enter into it. 
any plan you put in place to help you enter into the promised land, they will destroy it. Any plan you put in place to help you walk into the blessings of God for your life, they will subdue it. Any plan you put in place to let you become the person God designed you to be, through trickery, they will fight against you so that you will not walk into that blessing. We call them the Moabites. They carry that spirit that will destroy any agenda that will bring you into the blessings of God. Any agenda that will bring you into the rest of God. Any agenda that will bring you into the plan that God has for your life. The spirit of the Moabite and the God of the Moabite will fight against it. They were atoned in the flesh of the nation of Israel. They fought against their blessings from all directions. They are either coming in direct to destroy you or subdue you. If they cannot destroy you and they cannot subdue you, they will play tricks on you so that you yourself will throw in the towel and give them the advantage they need to steal from you what belongs to you. And let me tell you, in the life of every covenant child of God, there is the spirit of the Moabite. That will always try to fight against you. They are either fighting against you to destroy God's purpose for your life. They are either making a move to subdue what God has planned for your life. Or they will play tricks on you, devices and schemes that will let you do something that will make you lose that which God has in store for your life. Paul calls it the sin that easily beset us. He said, let it lay aside every sin that easily beset us. And let us run the race that is set before us with perseverance, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And Paul explained to us how to deal with that spirit of the Moabites, using Jesus as an example. And Bible says that Jesus Christ, knowing the glory that was set before him, he ignored the shame. He put aside, knocked off. That thing that was standing between him and the glory that was set before him. The spirit of the Moabites. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't know whether you have been there before. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have sought the face of God. A prophetic word has been declared over your life. You can feel it in your bones that a miracle is about to take place. Your dreams are telling you a miracle is knocking at your door. Visions are telling you a miracles are knocking and you can feel it within you that you are close to the miracle and before you step into that miracle, the devil through trickery will let you do something stupid. Then you miss that miracle. And you have to go run, run again. We call it the spirit of the Moabites. They will not enter. They are just short of the promised land. And they are in to subdue they are in to destroy. They carry the spirit of the fish through trickery. 
they will deceive you and stop you from walking into that blessings. But I came here this morning, and apostolic mandate, and in the name that is above every name, that before this service is over, God will hand over the Moabites into your hand. Bible says, and God also handed over the Moabites into the hand. He said, I will hand over Moab to you. I will give you authority. I will arrest him. I will tie him down. I will capture him and hand him over to you. So Moab will no more have dominion over your life. Can I say by prophecy, this year anything you dream about, it shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, anything you plan, you will see the fulfillment of it. In the name of Jesus, and any spirit that hinders you and stops you from entering into that promised land, entering into that miracle, entering into that breakthrough, entering into that deliverance, entering into that victory, I stand here by the authority of the name of Jesus and make a declaration that Moabite shall be arrested today in the name of Jesus by the superior anointing of the Most High. And he shall be handed over to you. He shall be handed over to you. The spirit of the Moabite. They will never let you become who God designed you to be. There's nothing more painful in life. If you did not start it, it's a different ball game. But you have started it. You have worked at it. You have prayed over it. You have labored over it. You, you've exhausted all your contact and everything. And you can see the miracle right before your eye. Somebody is ready just to sign the document. And you, you said tomorrow morning or, or Tuesday, I am coming for that contract. Then on Sunday night, the passion is fired. And you have to go back and start the whole process again. The spirit of the Moabite. The spirit of the Moabite. Can you believe in the life of Moses? Usafu desperate denied Moses of something. Usafu the man fought. He fought. He killed literally because of that dream of bringing redemption to his covenant people. He had to run for 40 years to the land of the Midianites because he had the dream that Israel must be delivered. At long last, God said, Moses, I've handed them over to you. After God had performed great and mighty miracles, they did a lot of crazy things in the wilderness. God said, I will kill them. Moses said, God, you cannot do that. Because when you do that, they will mock at us. Eleven kilometers to the promised land. That spirit of the Moabite. Eleven kilometers. God said, Moses, come over here. With your eyes, you will see the promised land, but your feet 
will never step there because you could not deal with your anger. I told you to paint the rock. I did not ask you to hate it. He missed it. He missed it. I, 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 I hope I have a witness here. Some of you are battling the spirit of the Moabite. It's a tricky spirit that is dealing with you. Become an abatros around your neck. Oh, Jesus. They will never let you enter into the blessings that God has in store for you. And God said, you know something? I am coming this time. There's going to be a supernatural performance. You will not see the wind. You will not see the rain. Your valley shall be filled with water. I, the Lord, I will do it. This is but a small thing in my eye. But I also want to assure you that I will deliver the Moabites into your hands. I will deliver them. I will deliver them. I will deliver them. I will deliver them. I will deliver the Moabites into your hand. Sometimes I wish, I wish somebody can read some of this text from the original language. I, I will deliver the Moabites into your gifts and indication of saying, I will render the Moabites impotent. I will make nonsense of their ability to function. And I'll bring them to you. I'll make nonsense of their ability to function. It's like tying somebody's hands and tying somebody's leg and putting a chain around his waist and bringing the person before you and say that you say you are strong, now fight him. Your ability to fight has been taken away from you. Of what use is a gun if there's no bullet? In it. If you point a gun at me and I know there's no bullet in it, I will clap my hands and laugh at you. It, it doesn't matter, you can be holding an AK 47K, whatever, the most sophisticated gun, as long as there is no bullet in it, it is useless. But if you point the smallest pistol at me, and I can see the magazine, and I know you have caught that thing, Kalamoshi and I either have to pray in tongues, pursue you, or give up, or confess my last things and say, God, I'm coming home. Bible is saying the Moabites, their ability, the power that they derive from the God that they serve. That made them become a team of the destroyers and people who subdue nations and people who through trickery take from them what belongs to them. I am taking that power. I am disarming them. And when I disarm them, I will hand them over to you. I will hand them over to you. I will disarm them and hand them over to you. And God said, but this is but a little thing in the eyes of the Lord. This is but a little thing in the eyes of the Lord. God has made that statement to let you know that if he says your valleys 
shall be filled with water and you will drink it and your cattle will drink it and your other animals will drink it, that thing will be done because no force of darkness can stop the manifestation of that miracle in your life. Every Moabite, that will stop the manifestation of that miracle in your life. God said, I have the good news for you. I will disarm that Moabite and I also hand him over to you. Hand him also over to you. Oh, Kamrasia Nananamaya. Halubrasiane. I will never be afraid of any lion in my life. You didn't hear that. I say, I will not be afraid of any lion as long as I know that lion has been caged and fenced ah, and some rope around the neck of that lion. I will never be afraid of any lion whose teeth have been taken off. It shall be your portion. Can I prophesy and say unto somebody, if you want to dream, dream big. If you want to make a make, move, make bigger moves than you have ever done. Because that demon that stops the manifestation of those miracles, God says, I am handing over that demon to you. I will disarm him. Yeah. Yeah. To some of you, your Moabites are altars that are designed to stop you from becoming who God designed you to be. My time is up. I, I wouldn't like to go much. But when you study your Bible, you realize that something happened. When, when, God have mercy on Solomon. When Solomon became the, 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 the king over Israel, Solomon ended up going all the way into Moab to go and marry a woman there. And when he went there to marry a woman, he forced Israel to start serving the God of the Moabites. So they inculcated the worship of the Moabite into the worship of Jehovah God. So Moses built an altar for Chumash at the outskirts of Jerusalem for his wives to worship. For his wives to worship. But God took over he said, I will purge Israel and I will destroy their gods. So when God said, I will destroy their gods, he was referring to some of the gods of the Moabites. I pray, that any strange God that has found his place somewhere around your life by divine authority, and by the name of Jesus, and by the unction of the Holy Ghost, and by the power of the Most High, and by the speaking of the blood upon the altar of mercy, by divine declaration, those gods shall be destroyed by tender and by fire through the unction of the Most High. They shall be destroyed out of your life. You will know blessing, you will know liberty, you will know peace. Oh, God, demon, sabrande, and Je tu anda satande le bakrasi ande. 
Ah, you don't understand me. You don't understand me. But you see, there are a group of the Moabites. Name see, there are a group of the Moabites. Their heart desire has always been, we will return to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We'll return to that God. Our grandfather did something stupid, but we want to return to that God. Then so you will understand what happened in the book of Ruth. The Bible said that, and when Ruth went out as the servants, they, they went to marry Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite woman. She was married, but Naomi was a Jewish woman. So when Naomi was leaving the land of Moab, returning back to the land of her covenant, Bible says she asked Ruth, do you want to go with me? And Ruth made a declaration, yes, yes. Yes, 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 Naomi, we have been desiring to leave this evil God and come and serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I am making a prophetic declaration unto you, Naomi, your God shall be my God and your people shall be my people. Where you will live, there I will live. And where you will die, there I will die. Oh, Jesus, help me. Ruth change the equation that from today we are denying the God of the Moabite, we want to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And know that when they are calling about the genealogy of Jesus, the name of Ruth will be mentioned in it. Because she made up her mind, I'm no more going to serve the God of the Moabite. I want to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Where you will die, there I will die. Where you'll be buried, there I'll be buried. The minute she made that declaration, there was a trust transfer from the God of the Moabites to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God said, because you have made this public declaration and there have been divine restoration, you have left that God that destroys and you want to serve the God that builds you have left that God that cashes and you want to serve that God that builds when the genealogy of my son Jesus Christ is mentioned your name shall be part of it because you have left that God say today Shout it, say today. Shout it like you will say today. Every God of the Moabite in my life, in my family, in my business, by the authority of the name of Jesus, that God shall be destroyed. That God shall be destroyed. That God shall be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, that God shall be destroyed. It's going to be a prayer point today. I, I will show you things in the Bible. Do you know that theologically it is believed that the mother of David was a Moabite? The mother of David was a Moabite. But God said, I'll pick him anyway and work with him. And sin did my parents conceive me. That is why Jesse was not so happy 
I went, I went to the land of the Moabite. I want to play one night small game there. And that demon of the Moabite will not let me go. One shot, one night, produce a seed out of the Moabite. So David, got, uh, Jesse didn't want to see the face of David because any time he sees the face of David, it reminds him of his covenant betrayer. So he kept him on the backside of the desert. Then Samuel came in and said, David, we are not serving, uh, Jesse, we are not serving the God of the law. We are serving the God of mercy. So although the mother is a Moabite, because she carries the seed of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because he's a Richard and you have kicked against him, my anointing will fall upon him so Jesus Christ will come through him and anything that will be born of Jesus, you will understand whether Jew or Gentile, but they were sinner or whoever it is, the mercy of God can reach out to anybody. But bring that person in. Say to somebody, Hallelujah. Say today, ah, say today, the God of the Moabites working against me shall die. They shall die. Oh, I said they shall die. La Brosi and the day will die. And I'll show you how one of the ways to deal with the God of the Moabite is through sacrifice. Anytime you make sacrifice, you cancel the influence of the God of the Moabites because you raise an altar that should subdue the effect and the influence of the God of the Moabites against your life. No doubt David knew how to sacrifice. He knew how to sacrifice. He's always sacrificing something because anytime there is sacrifice and the blood of that animal touches the ground, the effect and the power of the, of the gods of the Moabite, Chimash, is squeezed. You don't get it. So, see, one day, I think I need to take time to talk about how to give. Ah, there's offering you give. But there are covenant giving. You take that seed in your hands. You say, God, may this offering speak for me. May this offering speak for me. May this offering speak for me. I am bringing this as a sacrifice. And I'm bringing an end to every invasion of the God of the Moabites. That will not let me see the realization of my dreams and my ambition. You see, giving of offering is an act of worship. It's not just taking money and those things go, sing, oh, pray the Lord. Then you put it there. We have not been taught when you take that offering. It's an act of worship. Lift it before God. Speak to that man and make declaration. God! I am bringing this sacrifice before you, Labrasi and Daya. May this thing be a point of contact. May it speak for me in the realms of the spirit. You say, what do you mean? Go and read Acts chapter 10. And the giving of Cornelius to before God as a memorial. He gave physical money, but the spirit behind that sacrifice was standing before God as a memorial. So it goes beyond just throwing money at the altar. There is a spirit behind it. And speak 
to the spirit of that sacrifice. That God will do something for you. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I am done for today. Stand on your feet. 